You know, this is uh, the Christmas season. This is probably one of my favorite times of the year. And a lot of it has to do with just interacting with people and uh, has to do with food. I enjoy food. So I, it's like last night we had the youth group over and a whole bunch of friends. I got to share my cheese ball. I actually shared it. And a lot of folks liked it, although I did find out there's one person who doesn't like my cheese ball. And, and I was shocked. But you know what? It's okay if you don't like my cheese ball because that means there's more cheese ball for me, okay? So, uh, uh, but we had a great time last night. And I love this time of the year. You love this time of the year. And it's a time of the year when we remember love t- times that we've had Christmases past, giving of gifts, enjoying the food and the parties. It's a wonderful time of the year. Now the problem is, is that in the midst of all of the celebration and the traditions that we take part in, we kind of lose the bigger picture, don't we? We kind of lose the meaning of it all and what Christmas really is pointing to and what the meaning of it is. Now, and when I say that, I want to just kind of point out to you, I'm saying that because we lose the meaning of it. Just because the culture is losing the meaning of it and the clerk doesn't say to you, Merry Christmas, that's really not a big deal. It's whether or not you grasp the meaning of it. Did you understand what I'm saying? It's whether or not you understand what's going on. And I'll just be flat out honest with you. A lot of times we've got blinders on. You know what I mean by blinders? Ever pass by an Amish buggy and you notice that the horse has blinders on so that he could just look straight ahead? He doesn't see your car flying past him, passing him on the road so he doesn't get scared? We've got blinders on. What do you mean? Because all we see is what's going on in our lives where? Right now. All we see is what we need to do. All we see is the schedule. All we see is, is somehow Amazon's got to deliver that package before Thursday. You know what I mean? And you're checking the tracking to be sure. We've got blinders on. In fact, two things I want you to see is, our natural tendency is to be consumed with the stuff of our lives. Our natural tendency is to be consumed with the stuff of our lives. What are you consumed with right now? What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about that family gathering? What you got to bring to that party? Are you thinking about, are you going to be able to buy the gifts? Are you thinking about what they're going to be getting you? Like last night, you know, I said to Lori last night, before the party happened, we were talking about gifts, and I said, well, you did see my list, right? You did see the list of what I wanted, right? And she said, what list? The list with everybody else's list. The list that you took down and put in a stack somewhere else. Did you see my list? You didn't get any of my stuff? Oh, I don't think so. I had, I sat, I I was consumed with that. I was sitting around for about an hour with an attitude. They're not getting me the stuff on my list. They want me to get the stuff on their list. We get consumed with stuff. Do you get consumed with stuff? Well, yes, we do. Our natural tendency is to be consumed with the stuff of our lives. Here's what I want you to see. Self-absorbed consumption causes us to lose focus of a bigger picture. Self-absorbed. Focusing on ourself. Consumption. With that, with the stuff that's going on in our life. It causes us 
to lose focus of a bigger picture. Causes us to lose focus. Causes us to lose the reality of what's really going on. Did you know what I'm saying? Like even, listen, look when you're in Walmart and the guy in front of you or the gal in front of you is giving grief to the clerk because she didn't say Merry Christmas to you, that's all self-absorbed. That's losing the bigger picture. What do you mean? Because the bigger picture is Jesus Christ came to provide salvation for who? Everyone. And even the people, especially the people who what? Don't believe and who need Jesus. And me getting all worked up about whether or not somebody says Merry Christmas, it's losing the bigger picture. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've got blinders on. We're just so consumed with ourselves and we need to be reminded of what the bigger picture is. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the bigger picture, but here's the thing I want you to see about the bigger picture. The bigger picture has two sides to it. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you take a quarter out. If you notice that it's a quarter, that coin is a quarter, but that quarter has what? Two sides to it, right? One side has who on it? George Washington. The other side has, if you've got an old one, an eagle. Or if you've got a more recent one, a state. I don't even know what's on it now. But you know it's a coin. It has two sides to it. When we talk about the bigger picture, we're going to see actually that there's two sides to the bigger picture. There's an earthly side. We're going to see that when we share a little bit more about the Christmas story today. And we're going to see that there is a cosmic side, a greater reality that you and I need to understand. So let's look, first of all, at the earthly side, the earthly reality. Look with me at verses 19 to 23. We've seen so far... Jesus was born, the wise men came, the magi came, they fled to Egypt. Now we come to verse 19, and Matthew finishes out the Christmas story by telling us what happens now after King Herod dies. So I want you to look with me at verse 19. Now when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came to dwell in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Here's what I want you to see about the earthly reality. Three things I want you to see here. Here's the earthly reality, and this is true for all of us even in our lives as we are living them today. Here's the perspective of Joseph. Joseph was seeking the well-being of his young family. That's just reality. Joseph was just seeking the well-being of his family. That's why he's in Egypt, to protect Mary and the child. That's why he decides it's time to leave when the angel comes and tells to him. That's why he won't go to Jerusalem because of Archelaus. He's just seeking the well-being of his family. You and I can relate to that, right? 
When you think about what you do on a day-to-day basis, you are doing what you do for the well-being of your what? Of your family, of your home. Taking care of whoever's in your home, your spouse, your, your siblings, your family. You're doing what you can to take care of what's around you. That's what Joseph was doing. That's an earthly perspective there. Here's the second thing I want you to see. He relied on God's guidance. He knew when to return back. Why? The angel of the Lord told him in a dream. He knew not to go to Jerusalem because of Archelaus. Why? Because he was told in a dream. He relied on God's guidance. Here's the thing about you and I. If you are a believer and you're walking with Jesus, I would hope that you try to live your life every day based upon what? The wisdom God gives you and the guidance. Isn't that why you pray? I mean, I'm sure one of the prayers that you pray every every week is, God, help me to get through what? This week. Help me to deal with this stuff. God, help me to deal with that person who's plucking my nerves. Isn't that what we pray? Did you know what I'm saying? Help me to deal. We're looking for what from God? Guidance. See, that's the earthly reality. The earthly reality, we're just seeking our well-being. That's what Joseph was doing. He relied on guidance. You and I rely on guidance. But here's what I want you to see. Here's the reality of the earthly part. And that is, look with me, verse 23. And he came to dwell in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. He call, He shall be called a Nazarene. God is working to bring about his plan. God is working to bring about his plan. See, I mean, the prophets, several hundred years before Jesus was even born, predicted that he would go and he would be called what? A Nazarene. Why would he be called a Nazarene? Because he was from where? Nazareth. But he's got to get there first, right? So God's bringing it all about. He's bringing about his plan. He's bringing about his plan for Jesus. And here's the reality. Can I just say this for you and I? He's bringing it about for you, too. What do you mean, for me? God's got a plan for me? Yeah. What did he tell us in Ephesians? That you are a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do works that he had already, what? Predetermined for you. God's got a plan for you. And and here's the wonderful thing. Here's I like to say this. This comes out of Psalm 37. God's plan for you already includes your mess-ups already includes the wrong decisions. That's God's plan for you, isn't it? That's awesome, isn't it? See, that's the that's the earthly perspective. That's the earthly perspective of Christmas. That's what we see. But you know what? There's another d- dimension. There's a cosmic reality. Now, what in the world are you talking about? A cosmic reality, George, like cosmic. That's almost like the Star Wars movie that's coming out. What in the world are you talking about? Well, I think we need to go and look at probably a very literally known, a very, probably most people don't know this. There is a Christmas passage in an unusual place in the Bible. Where's that, George? The book of Revelation. So I would like for you to turn now to the book of Revelation, chapter 12. 
to probably, for some of you this may be new to you, and that's okay, but to John's account of the Christmas story. As he gives us another perspective, and that's in verses 1 through 5. Listen to what John writes, the revelator, the apostle. Now a great sign appeared in the heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and with the moon under her feet, and on her head was a garland of twelve stars. And then being with child, she cried out in labor, and in pain she gave birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads. And his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she bore a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. That, my friends, is the Christmas story. Really? Where's the manger? Where's the wise men? Folks, it's the Christmas story because it's the Christmas story not from an earthly perspective, but from a cosmic perspective. See, you and I need to grasp the bigger picture because the reality of the Christmas story is not just the story of a baby being born. But it is. It's not just the story of a baby being born in a manger, but it's the story of a baby, a special baby born from a cosmic perspective, from a God perspective. And that's what we see here. And so I want to point out three things to you that we see here that it will help you to realize what's going on with Christmas and help you to see the bigger picture of Christmas. Here's the first one. When you look at this passage, you need to understand this. There's a spiritual battle taking place around us. There's a spiritual battle taking place around us. Now, just so that you understand, when you look at this passage and it talks about the woman who is clothed in such a way and who uh, has the moon under her feet and, and a garland of 12 stars, that's not Mary there. That's the nation Israel. And the nation Israel was to bring forth a special son, the Messiah. That's what's talking about there. And the red dragon, we all know who the red dragon is. Who's the red dragon, folks? Satan. And what we see here is that Satan is waiting to what? Devour the child. But we've already seen that, haven't we? Because the tools of Satan weren't able to do that. Who's the tool of Satan that we've seen so far? Herod. And he wasn't able to kill the child. What's going on is that we understand it from an earthly perspective, but what you need to understand is that there's also a spiritual dimension to what's going on around us, and there is spiritual warfare happening around us, folks. That's the reality of what's going on here. See, when we talk about celebrating Christmas, we're not just talking about a babe born in a manger. We're talking about the reality of God's plan to bring salvation to the world because of his son, the son of God, going to the cross for us. But you've got to understand there was a battle. We see the battle in the Matthew several times, don't we? Because Jesus is tempted by who, folks? Satan. Do you know the reality here? So the first thing I want you to see is that there's a spiritual battle 
taking place around us. Here's the second thing I want you to see. Satan is seeking to hinder God's plan. He sought to hinder it from the beginning. I mean, think about it. Satan probably was sitting there thinking, he's coming as a baby? Wow, well, we can take care of that. We can eliminate that. And that's what we see happening is when they, when Herod had all the boys from two years old and under killed in the districts of Bethlehem, trying to eliminate the child. We see Satan trying to hinder God's plan by tempting Jesus. Jesus, if you'll just bow down to me, I'll give you all of these kingdoms. Trying to hinder God's plan. But the reality is, folks, you can't hinder God's plan, can you? And here's the thing. Remember I told you that God even has a plan for you? Isn't that true? Guess who's trying to hinder God's plan in your life? You have a real enemy, folks. A real enemy, the tempter, the accuser. There's a cosmic thing happening. There's a cosmic reality. There's a spiritual battle. And Satan is seeking to hinder God's plan. But here's what I want you to see. Look with me at verse 5. Here's what I want you to see. Here is the finality of the story. Here is the reality of Christmas. Here is the perspective that you and I need to have. No matter how crazy our world is. And our world's pretty crazy right now, isn't it? All you got to do is look at the news. Look at what it says there. When she bore a male child who was what? To rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. What's that talking about? Jesus, the resurrected one. That he would be the supreme ruler. So here's the point. This child would be the supreme ruler of all. See, that's the bigger picture. Somehow in the midst of our consumption of, of the everyday stuff that's going on in our lives, somehow in our distractions by the terrible things that are happening in this world, and we're wondering what in the world's going on and who's in control, God, are you even there? You need to recognize, understand that when we do something like celebrate Christmas, you got to get the bigger picture. It's not just a baby in a manger. It's the Son of God, King of King, Lord of Lords, who will one day come and establish His kingdom for a thousand years and rule with a rod of iron, who even now sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. What does that mean, interceding? Praying for you and I. Advocating for you and I. That's what Christmas is about. Yes, we love celebrating this time of year. Yes, we love the gifts. But even if all that was not even in existence, in some places you can't do that, it doesn't change the reality of Christmas. That God is supreme. And he's working out his plan. And that Jesus is the ruler that's what reality is. It's okay, George, what do we do with this? What do we do with this cosmic reality, earth reality? What do we do with it? Well, let me ask you a couple questions. Are you distracted by the stuff of life? Are you distracted? 
Well, how do I know I'm distracted, George? Well, um, what are you thinking about right now? What are you thinking about? What are you consumed about? What's, what's eating your lunch? Do you know what I mean by that? What's eating your lunch? It's, it's the thing that you go to bed thinking about, you wake up in the middle of the night thinking about, you get up in the morning thinking about. You're thinking about it all day long. What's eating your lunch? What are you consumed with? Is it worry? Some of you it might be worry. You're worried about something. Some of you it's it's a decision you've got to make. Some of you it's some event that's taking place. Some of you it's a person. The person the thing that you're consumed with is a person. You're afraid of meeting somebody or seeing somebody and it's oh no, we gotta go to this gathering and they're gonna be there, or oh no, I gotta interact with them, or you know, do you know do you understand what I'm saying? What are you consumed with? See, when you ask yourself that question, who do you got the blinders on about? Because that's the focus of your world right now, is, is just that issue. And you're losing, you're losing the bigger picture of everything else around you. So are you distracted by the stuff of life? And you, and you gotta be honest with yourself and, you know, if you're honest, you would say, yeah, I'm losing the bigger picture. So that brings in, have you lost sight of the bigger picture? That's the second question. You say, George, well, you know, I believe Jesus died for me, and I believe he's the Son of God, and I believe that he'll rule with a rod of iron. Okay, yeah, yeah. But does that translate into your everyday life? See, because you can know it here and not know it here. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can know facts, but not know it by faith. And one of the ways that you can know it by faith is like when we talk about God's plan for you, and he does have a plan for you, he does have a plan for you. Listen to me, he does have a plan for you. You can lose sight of the fact of the bigger picture of who's in control of that plan. Because I'm going to be honest with you folks, when you talk about God's plan for you, who's in control as far as his plan for you is God, not you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because we can get consumed, and the reason why we get consumed is is because we want to be the one to what? Bring about his plan. Or we think we know what his plan is. I'll be flat out honest with you. I've realized long ago that what I thought was his plan didn't turn out that way. I remember back when Lori and I first got married, I thought God's plan was for me to be in Africa. Guess where I am? I'm not in Africa, am I? No, I'm in Kerwinsville. That was his plan. See, here's the thing. We lose the perspective of what it's really about. And see, folks, what it's really about, can I be honest with you? From the cosmic perspective, is Jesus and what he wants. So here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. As we enter into the Christmas season, yes, enjoy the food. Like today, you know, as soon as we're done here, and I interact with you after the service, and you leave. I'm hopping in the vehicle, going home, getting ready, and driving down to Lori's family farm, and we're going to have a Christmas gathering with a clan. And I am looking forward to that. 
But here's the thing. It's not about that. It's not about Thursday. It's not about Friday morning being woken up real early to go open gifts. We're not doing it until 8, guys. Okay? All right? So here's what I want you to see. It's not about that. It's about who? Jesus and his ruling and his bringing about his plans, which include you. So what do you do? You ask the Spirit to help you to see the reality of Jesus every day. We got to do that because we got the blinders on. We need to get the blinders off and ask Jesus. We got to ask the Spirit, Spirit, help me to see the reality of Jesus every day. Let's pray.